Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. So today we have a gentleman who's interested in starting a business, and he has a very uh, unique background, and but he also has skills in spite of all the things that have happened to him. So we're going to let Joe tell his story today. And Joe, welcome. And let's start with your uh, background in high school. Where did you go to high school? Okay, I went to high school at Sutton District High School. I went to the Sutton District High School at the time, grade 8 was uh, in the high school. So I did my grade 8 year. And then when I did grade 9... I found it hard to study all the subjects, so I went into the occupational course, which gave me four shops, and then English and math and the geography. So I did grade nine there, and because of family troubles, I ended up in the children's aid and was shuffled down to Bradford area where uh, where I was passed to G.W. Williams in Aurora for... Well, maybe three nine three three months of my ninth year, and then so got back home with my family, and um, my family re redirected down to Toronto, and uh, I quit school because I couldn't take the change from going from a country school to a city school. Like I never knew a kid to stand up and teach to go screw themselves, you know. So. I quit school and went to work. I had a business and a business stripping antique furniture. And, um, it was a flammable wick that I was using and it ended up uh, being set on fire by mistake by my younger brother. And, uh, that was it. All hell broke loose. I was running from the fire department, from the city, everything. So I just, Hopped in a truck with my dad and went to Calgary and from Calgary went to a friend's place in Oxford, BC, where I worked in a gas station servicing the buses that took the coal miners up to the mines. Shortly after that, I joined the traveling carnival, West Coast Amusements out of Sparwood, BC. My whole idea was to work as far east as I could and then leave the show and, and uh, hitchhike back to Toronto. Well, it turns out the show only went one, one pound into Alberta and then right back into BC for the summer run. So I decided to stick it out with the show. I went to, uh, I went, uh, my, um, introduction to drugs started around that time. I started smoking marijuana and using LSD. Uh, okay. It wasn't around that much back then. So it was LSD and marijuana. And I continued smoking marijuana right up to, to, to this day. But I also experienced cocaine. And then from cocaine, I went to crack cocaine. And I've been on crack cocaine now for the better part of 25 years. And I found out it is and I go nowhere situation. I should have found that out years ago. I should have stuck to the program. 
but I've entered programs and um, things have happened where I've been expelled or asked to leave the program for, for usage. So I haven't been straight with myself, let alone anybody else. And so, now I've come up with this great invention and I uh, want to take it forward and I'm hoping that the program can help me. So, Tim, how, how did you get all the money to buy all the drugs and the alcohol and the cigarettes? Well, I worked for 15 years right after getting out of school. I worked. I, I started work at, at 15 in a, in a factory in Toronto, earning 350 an hour, and I worked 40 hours a week. So after I paid room and board, um, I still had lots of money to spend in the bars or in the hotels and uh, buy my marijuana. Back then, I didn't smoke that much. I mean, a quarter a week was only, you know, 50 bucks. So it wasn't such a bad deal. But Joe, didn't you have some problems with banking? Yeah, I, uh, because of my crack cocaine addiction, I figured that um, banks had money and I needed money for crack cocaine, so I decided to rob a bank. I robbed a bank and got away with it. So I got away with it and I went on a party spree for two and a half weeks. And then... uh, I ran out of that money, so I went and tried to rob another bank. And uh, due to circumstances beyond my control, I got nothing out of that robbery. But I drove down the main street. Came across another bank and tried to rob it. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, Joe. I said, uh, um, I went to. Uh, I drove down the main drag of Toronto and uh, robbed another bank. So I used that money, partied on again, and then uh, I also relied on my Canada pension because I got ill when I was quite young. I got diagnosed with bipolar schizoaffective disorder. Um, I uh, was in and out of hospital a lot in the beginning. And they took my driver's license, so I haven't been able to drive. I drive illegally for a long time. Um, kind of forced to do it because I didn't want to go through the rigmarole. You know, I, I re, rewrote my license and got it back, and and um, then they like I got the learner's permit back, and then they sent me a letter saying that I. My license was under suspension, so all that money I paid to re reinvest in my license was lost because they re they uh, suspended my license, my learner's permit. So, so Joe, like said, Joe, Joe, you know banks, and yeah. uh, did you get caught finally uh, in terms of those uh, robbing the banks? No, um. I came to my senses with my, my best friend talked me into turning myself in. I, uh, she came and picked me up and drove me to the police station in Toronto and gave me my last fast and food meal. And I turned myself in and went into custody and did four months 
bedtime at the Toronto West Detention Center. Then I was, I went to court, and by the time I got to my sentencing, I was charged with three three counts of uh, theft over, and um, I was giving given three years on each count, but I only did three years consecutive, so. I did all three sentences at one time, so I did three years in total. But it wasn't all bad. You also did some learning when you were in jail. Yes, I managed to. I managed. I managed to uh, uh, gain my GED while I was inside, and I I also learned some plumbing, um, working for the plumbing department in the jail. So wasn't all that bad. At least I come out of there with some knowledge, you know. That's excellent. So you've traveled an awful lot, and you've traveled recently, but now you're back in Newmarket. Where are you located in Newmarket? Right now I'm staying at Blue Door Shelters, which is a porter place, which is a men's shelter on um Young Street, north of uh, Holland Landing Road. And uh, it's quite a ways out of town, so they provide some travel services into the bus depot. But other than that, you're on your own. They, they give support services here and help you with housing and, or gaining housing. Um, yeah, they're here to help. I've, I've used this service here a few times in my life during my travels in and out of town and um, good people here. And the doors never turned, blue doors never turned a blind eye to me. And I like that. And the individuals there are, have different types of problems, but the common thing is they don't have a place to live. Yes. So they, they are homeless in a way. Yes. That's true. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The homeless community in, in York Region is much broader than Porter Place, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't have enough housing for the for the amount of people. And a lot of people are still coming up from the city and, and um, putting pressure on York Region's streetless or homeless uh, housing problems. So, you know, they'll work it out in the wash, I guess, hopefully. But you I know, hope, you know, like... In spite of all your experiences, you still have a desire to do something. Can you tell sure, me a, like, a little bit about that? Well, um, I've agreed to enter a rehabilitation program here uh, in the next four months, so I'll be gone for half a year anyway. And I hope that finally gets the demons out of my head. And um, after that, I worked on a couple of invention ideas, and um, I'd like to bring them to fruition. I just need the kick in the ass to get me breathing. You know what I mean? I really, I really want to do it, and I gotta fundraise somehow to get the funds to build the the ideas I have. Because they're all they're all good ideas, and um, 
I'm pretty sure the world would be a much better place with them. So that's why I want to, I want to try and bring them forward before my years on this earth are done. And Tim, what you don't realize is <laughs> what you're trying to do. It's called a social enterprise. Yes. And what it is, social enterprise is a, an organization that gives back to community and uses yes. bus business methods. And yes. that sounds definitely what you're trying to do. Yes. So can you talk a, a little bit about the a couple of the ideas that you've uh, come up with without one, getting um, too technical? One of my ideas was a beer can recycling novelty idea where you put a net around a drum that holds a bag, a, a reuse a recyclable bag, and um, you uh, just there's like a little mesh catch net, and you have your sporting teams all over the plastered all over the drum, and uh, there's a counter in the funnel top of the drum, and uh, it counts the beer cans, and when it gets to the amount. You want to turn into the beer, turn into the beer store. It beeps, and uh, there you go. You got your cans. You, there's also an air freshener included, so that uh, the smell of beer cans doesn't fill the room uh, too badly. And uh, that was just one of my novelty ideas. I also have recently thought of a an idea called post-to-post -post snow removal where we'd be using a heat exchanger on a vehicle to heat hot water and run them through, run them through coils to melt snow at corners where although there's slip pads now installed in a lot of corners in some towns, that still is, you know, it's an icy problem and uh, community civic Communities can't afford the lawsuits that, that come from uh, slip and fall accidents, so I thought that would be a great addition. And um, also, I have an invention for um, charging household battery packs that doesn't include wind and doesn't include solar. It's uh, a water drawn drawn process and. Um, that's the big one. That's the one I want to bring forward first or foremost because I feel it's, it's able to go in any community, in any situation, like even in a, in a drastic situation, it could be implemented to provide electricity right away without fail, you know? And uh, just on that note, I think it's worth uh, looking at. Joe, you... Uh... You've demonstrated today that you're uh, an idea guy and you have a vision of ideas that you want to create. So what is the big challenge? You know, I, I realize it's money, but what are some of the other challenges to getting these things produced and to the marketplace? Well, one of, one of the challenges for me right off the bat is having space to work. I have no shop. I have no tools. Um, I have all these ideas, but without having um, hands-on tools to build my ideas or make them come to fruition, I'm kind of stuck. 
Um, I don't have a team behind me. I foremost need a team that believes in my, my dreams and my ideas. And um, to have a team, again, I have to have some kind of um, reimbursement for them. So financial problems come in that way too. So that's all down the road. But down the road's where I've been, so I, I just got to keep trudging along and hope this time I get it right. Well, the exciting part of what uh, you've described today is a very challenging uh, life in your early part of your life. But you've come out of that, and you now have some ideas, and you're looking at improving your health situation. And... Yep. Uh, with a little bit of positive help and ideas, I think one or more of those ideas is going to happen in the next year. I'd love to see it, to tell you the truth. I, um, I've um, pissed around with some of these, um, you know, help, idea help companies over the internet and stuff, and I've uh, shied away from really disclosing any of my ideas to them because I want to keep it at home, you know? They're U.S.-based, those companies, and I don't want to give my ideas away to another country. I feel that my idea could bring this country out of financial ruin because it's a, it's a product that will be sold worldwide, you know? Right. As long as I get it fast enough before somebody else gets their hands on it. <laughs> well, Tim... Uh... I appreciate your taking the time, or Joe, I appreciate you taking the time today. And we're going well, to follow up with you and make sure yeah. that one or more of these things happen. Okay, Peter. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to include me in this uh, podcast. I, uh, I really enjoyed my time talking with you people, and I hope somebody in the end gains some uh, experience or gains from my talked or told experience their own their own um, ideas and bring them forward and, and just try and don't give up. Somebody out there will make it happen if you can't make it happen yourself. Anyway, again, Peter, thank you very much.